The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Bridget Guinness and Kathleen Kick Kennedy were born just five months apart, but they grew up in very different versions of privilege. Bridget was the old world of the British aristocracy, the daughter of Rupert Lord Ivy, while Kick, the daughter of Joe Kennedy, came from one of the richest families in America, and she had far more freedom and informality than Bridget would have done. An Invitation to the Kennedys is the latest book by Emily Hurrican. It takes a, a fictional look at their lives and Emily joins me now. Emily, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Now, it, it's a, a fantastic tale, but you are constrained also by historical fact because people yeah. will be reading your book. The cast of characters is listed at the beginning and they will go off checking, won't they? Well, I hope they do. I mean, in fact, I love hearing people who have read any of my previous novels about the Guinness Girls telling me that they were sent down little research tracks that they got fascinated by a character and went and did their own research. So I would be very conscious of that while writing these novels. I'm also really clear about the fact that this is fiction. So these are novels that are grounded in historical fact and that use as characters real historical people. Um, Within that, you have to be, I have to be, I have to be careful about what I write. You cannot alter the course of history. But at the same time, that does allow an awful lot of scope to create a work of the imagination. Yeah. Now, now the the facts of the case are that the Kennedy family, uh, the the senior Kennedy, came to be the ambassador of the United States at the court of St. James, Joe Kennedy. And he brought with him not all his brood Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, Jack Kennedy and Joe Kennedy were in college in the United States. He brought the girls. Yeah, that's right. So we obviously associate the Kennedys with America. But there was this funny interlude in their lives where he was sent over in 1938. They arrived on St. Patrick's Day and he arrived with the younger members of his family, the girls, Um, and the very little boys. And he was the US ambassador. His job basically was keep America out of the looming Second World War. But obviously his daughter, who was 18 at the time, Kick, she's not thinking about war. She arrived, she was presented to the Queen, she was brought out as a debutante into this really kind of fascinating and kind of traditionally ancient English aristocracy. And she was a massive hit. Everybody adored her. They loved the kind of, you know, the Kennedy freshness, this kind of, you know, forthright, kind of open and quite kind of, you know, unforced manner that she had. She was adored by all the gossip colonists. She then fell in love with Billy Cavendish, who was the heir to the Duke of Devonshire. And that was a match that both sets of parents were horrified by. Okay, now there was a whole Catholic thing involved in the the Duke of Devonshire. He didn't want his heir to marry a Catholic. No, he was actually rabidly anti-Catholic. About three months before Kick arrived, and I put this into the book, An Invitation to the Kennedys, he had written a pamphlet complaining bitterly about Catholic girls marrying into the British aristocracy. So that's Billy's father. He was dead against the match, but really nothing could have stopped Kick and Billy falling in love, which they did. And in the novel, I have kind of put their love affair, which is the two of them madly in love with the parents and everybody around them, really against the idea, 
contrasting with the love affair of Bridget Guinness, who was kind of the exact opposite. All around her, people were encouraging her to look to Prince Friedrich, who was, you know, then a very eligible German prince, and wanting to make a match between her and him. Bridget Guinness had no interest in that until much later. Until much later. Yeah. Now, the the, the war is looming. Uh, Joe Kennedy Sr. is against the war. In fact, he is probably somewhat anti-Semitic, although he, he did help some uh, Jewish refugees, it's yeah. reported, when he was in Germany. Yeah, I mean, he's a funny mix. He was very against the war. Randolph Churchill, who's Winston Churchill's nephew, said, I thought my daffodils were yellow until I met Joe Kennedy. In other words, chicken. Totally cowardly. Um, and really, no, he was also against it on the principle. He said democracy, democracies and dictatorships have to learn to live together. He was against the war on every level. There's a funny... This is true, kind of shades of Putin today, people saying yeah, we've got to live with Russia uh, and appease. I mean, I think if historical fiction doesn't reflect modern day, you're definitely missing the fact that we just... Cycles repeat themselves. The world does not change out of all recognition. Um that is very much part of why I like writing historical fiction. But so Joe Kennedy, yes, definitely. He had, there was this funny historical detail that I read that I've also put into the novel, where at a certain point he gathered all the young men that his daughter was hanging around with. So Billy Cavendish was one of them. All of these other aristocratic young men who were all talking about joining up, even though England was not yet at war. War was clearly coming. The policy of appeasement that Chamberlain was so in favour of was really revolting to a lot of these young men. They thought it made England look cowardly and weak. So they were rushing to enlist even before They did war not was want declared. to be called up. They wanted to have enlisted exactly. before there would exactly. be. Exactly. Honour demanded that they enlist first. So in the book, I've put the scene where Joe Kennedy, as he did in truth, gathered them all to his house and he set up a projector and he had been a Hollywood producer and everybody thought, great, he's going to show us a fabulous new film from Hollywood. Instead of which, he showed all of these young men and his daughter, Kick, scenes from the First World War of soldiers being blown up, you know, being scraped off barbed wire and stretchers carrying dead and dying men from the battlefield. And it was horrific for them because they had already enlisted. They were going to war. He was trying to persuade them to take war more seriously, to understand that if they joined up, the consequences were probably death, mm. but it was a really savage and brutal thing for him to do. Now, the as war loomed, obviously, um, Joe Kennedy wanted his family to be safe back in the United States. Yeah. So the young uh, kick was going to have to go home. Um, but somehow, and Pearl Harbor has something to do with this, yes. she ends up back in England. That's exactly right. So in 1939, war was declared and Kick was sent home against all of her protestations. She really wanted to stay. At that stage, she really knew that she wanted to marry Billy. She knew that he wanted to marry her. But she also suspected, like out of sight, out of mind, that if she was sent back to the US... Who's to say that he wouldn't meet someone else? Also, in wartime, men married. Everybody married, you know, in haste because war was coming. So she was desperate to stay, but he was adamant that she was going back and he sent the whole family back. And she spent about the next three years working her way towards being sent back to the UK, um, where she did eventually go back and marry Billy. Pearl Harbor definitely had a lot to do with it. Personally, I believe that the lobotomization of her elder sister, Rosemary, had a lot to do with it as well. I think that that was a point 
at which she began to diverge from the Kennedy way. Because she was devoted to her father. Her father was devoted to her, her his favourite daughter. But he had ordered secretly the lobotomization of Rosemary, yeah. which destroyed her life. I mean, she yeah. had uh, some mental issues. Uh, she would get angry very quickly. She'd say inappropriate things. So he decided to have her lobotomized and, yeah. and ruined her. I mean, it was revolting and really so very Joe Kennedy. His thing was family appearance was everything. Being a Kennedy completely overweighed, outweighed any kind of individuality. And Rosemary, who suffered mild brain damage because of oxygen deprivation at birth, mild brain damage, was becoming an embarrassment to him. The gap between her and the super smart siblings was beginning to widen. She did get angry. She was obviously deeply frustrated by the differences in her life. And for example, Kick's life. I mean, in my novel, I make it really clear that in a way, Kick supplanted. So Rosemary was the eldest sister, mm. but Kick was pushed to the foreground in her place. She did all the things that Rosemary couldn't do. Obviously, Rosemary was frustrated. Joe, the father's response to this was to send her for a lobotomy, which completely destroyed her. So that actually, I mean, you know, those are things that I will be dealing with in a later novel. They don't, this particular novel ends in 1939 when war is declared and Kick is sent back over to America with this feeling in her heart that somehow she has to find a way to come back to England. Yeah. Now, uh, the history tells us that she did and um, Billy was going off to war. Yeah. They married in a registry office and uh, this is not a spoiler because it's history. (laughs) Um, And then he dies. Yeah, it's awful. It's kind of awful. And they spent so many years back and forth between their families trying to work out this, you know, this, this absolute reluctance for the mixed, the religiously mixed marriage to happen. There was huge opposition to it. Something I think that we really have no handle on the degree of of animosity to the idea, we don't really understand now just how badly viewed this notion of an Anglican, somebody very senior in the Church of England, marrying a Catholic girl was. But there was all sorts of back and forth. The Archbishop of Canterbury was involved, all the senior hierarchical figures in the Catholic Church. Eventually, Billy and Kick married very tiny ceremony in the registry office. Only her brother, Joe Jr., was present and four months later, Billy died on active service in Belgium. And that is just really, really sad. They came yeah. through everything. They worked this love affair that, you know, distance was put between them and all sorts of opposition. And they finally married and then he died. And, and then she died. And then she died uh, tragically um, in a plane crash. And we were just talking during the break before we started our conversation on air about the, the so-called curse of the Kennedys. And when you think of Rosemary lobotomized, Kick dies young in a plane crash. Two brothers are assassinated, uh, Bobby and Jack. Joe Jr. Is, dies in war. Yeah. I mean, what's I mean, a decimation of a family? Absolute decimation. I mean, there were nine children to begin with and then these awful things happened one after another. I mean, I also find that fascinating. The point at which I've set the book in 1938 is very much, it is the calm before the storm in terms of world events. It's the calm before the moment where England goes to war with Germany and the Second World War destroys the world that Bridget Guinness and Kit Kennedy have grown up in. But it's also the calm before the storm for that family. You know, so much happens to them in the years 
after the end of this particular novel, An Invitation to the Kennedys. 1939, they're all alive. Their futures are in front of them. Now, one of the intriguing things is how you have this German prince uh, hobnobbing it in high society in in England. Mm -hmm. And we must remember the the German antecedents in the British royal family anyway. So, uh, you know, that war that loomed was between the Nazis and Hitler and uh, Britain, the British people, but there, there would be, in, always in the background, uh, uh, an incredible affinity mm-hmm. between the Germans and the English. Absolutely. So, that is so true. I mean, that is really mesmerising. I am sure that is one of the reasons why it took so long for war to be declared. There were so many attempts to find peace, to find a way in which democracies and dictatorships can live together, to quote Joe Kennedy. I mean, yes, Prince Friedrich, who then later married Bridget Guinness, he was the godson and apparently the favoured godson of King George. Um, You know, he was very accepted and acceptable within the British aristocracy. And he is, for me, that particular marriage of Bridget and Prince Friedrich, who was nicknamed Fritzy, is just... It's, I find it very amusing. Before the war, he is, before war was declared, he's this highly desirable young German prince. And all of Bridget's family, particularly her brother-in-law, Chips Channon, married to her sister, Honor, are all about the match. You know, go yeah. on, Bridget, like, please fall in love yeah. with this very eligible course, German prince. War breaks out. War he's breaks got out. to be interned exactly. as a German. He was sent to Canada. He was interned in Canada for many months. I think possibly the relationship with the royal family then allowed him to move very quietly back to England where he lived under an assumed name. He lived this very rural life. And then there is this funny moment where he has a tractor accident and he injures himself quite badly. And Bridget, who has trained as an auxiliary nurse, because, of course, the thing that war did bring to girls like Kick and Bridget, and I'm really keen on the writing about this in the book, is suddenly a sense of possibility. You know, that they have had their whole lives mapped out for Even them. the Queen became a mechanic. Exactly. I mean, isn't that amazing? <laughs> they have had nothing to do except go and find the best man to marry that they can. And then suddenly war is declared. Society is full of upheaval and they are able to train and have careers well, and freedom. It's a fabulous book. It's called An Invitation to the Kennedy published by Hachette Books Ireland. Its author is Emily Horrigan. And you're heading on tour, really, to talk about the book in Drummondir. <laughs> That's right. I am at the Drummondir Nina Literary Festival on the 8th of October, along with really, really great writers. I mean, all sorts of wonderful people and events. So that'll be a good one for anyone who's able to. Emily, thank you very much for uh, joining. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.